Hey there! Welcome to Everything Crazy, Everything Realty, and Everything Reality. This is Kaylee E, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the ups and downs of property management. Each day is different from the last, and when it comes to tenants, you never know what you might get. Our hope for this podcast is that it lets you laugh a little while bringing insight to what it's like to run a small business during the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Each episode, we'll be talking with our staff and listening to their best advice and their even better stories. As a first-time home buyer myself, I look forward to also sharing my experience of owning a home and all the fun fixes that come with it. Here it is, Realty Corner presents Reality Corner. and welcome back to another episode of Realty Corner Presents Reality Corner. I hope you guys liked all of the media and all the stuff that we had last week and our image for our podcast. We have a really great marketing team here. Um, so shout out to Jacqueline and Hannah. Thank you guys so much for all the work you put into that image. It looks great and our website looks great. Um, if you aren't familiar with our website, you can now find our podcast under resources right next to the blog. So it's super fun. We're, we're real. We're doing it. So episode three. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to a third podcast. I know there's only a couple of you so far, but it means the world to us that we can kind of share our story. So today I'm going to take you through an average day at our company so you can get a feel for what it's like to sit in a small business and run a property management company for the day. This is going to be another podcast where it's just about Evolve Nevada, getting to know us, but also what it's like to run a small business. So the first things first... Usually I'm here first, depending on what time I'm here. I'm usually here about 7.30. Um, but I'm usually the first one here, unless one of the bosses is here early, or Stephanie has been coming in early lately. So I'll unlock the door, and I'll make sure the alarm is turned off. Which, funny story, it still gives me anxiety to try to turn off the alarm every day that I come in in the morning. And I know it's not going to like send an alert to the police, because it's literally like 10 seconds for me to walk from the door to the alarm. But still, those 10 seconds are enough to make me think that, okay, today's the day that the police are going to get called. Which, of the amount of times the police have been called, not because of an alarm, but just for other things that have happened here, that should be a whole nother podcast and probably will. So stay tuned for that. But after the alarm is off, then I sit down at my desk and check emails. On any given day, we have emails from tenants, vendors, invoices, Vendors with work order status updates, emails from owners, signed lease renewals, voicemail emails to check, leads to follow up on, tenant inquiries, and everything in between. There's not a day that there is an empty inbox in this building, I promise you. Um, On any given morning, I can have anywhere from three emails in my inbox to, I think it came in this weekend, with almost 40 and that is just really just depends on the day and what's going on and how many work orders we have and all of that fun stuff. Once the emails are situated, I get prepared for the day by following up on reports and checking on ShowMojo. For those of you who have a property management company and you don't know what ShowMojo is, this is not an ad, but we really appreciate ShowMojo. ShowMojo is an online website and it, we use it to book our showings, schedule our showings, do lock boxes, etc. Um, so what I do every day is I have to check to see who scheduled the showing through ShowMojo, make sure their driver's license are approved, um, and then basically once you approve that, then they get sent a lockbox code and they do a self-showing. These self-showings have been so beneficial for our time of COVID right now. 
because it means that we don't have to be there to meet someone at the property. And it also means that it takes less time out of our day just to simply show them around. And really a tenant, if you're interested too, you can go to our website and schedule a showing and you can schedule it for almost any time that works for you. We do try to keep it so there's not two tenants there at once. One for COVID reasons, obviously, but we did that even before COVID. It can be a little weird to have two people show up at the property they're both interested in at the same time. And that's kind of a good thing too with the lockbox showings and the self-showings as well. Um, Some of our showings though, we do do in person still just because it has to happen like it's an apartment complex and it wouldn't make sense to put a lockbox on the inside of the building because you have to get in through with a secure door key or whatever it might be. But yeah, so checking the showings is definitely something that we do every day. And when I'm not checking them in the morning, our property managers are going through and checking and making sure that everything's up to date and we're not missing anyone. Once that is done, we have our morning meeting. By this time, it's usually like 7.50 or so. And by this time, I'm trying to get all my projects together, trying to do other things for the day. Um, but then we all have a little tiny meeting. Um, we used to call it the 8.15 meeting. Surprise, because it was at 8.15. Um, and now we've been doing it at 8 a.m. So because one of our um, co-workers who works remote, that time works better for him. But let me tell you, this is going to be a whole spiel about an 8.15 meeting. So bear with us and here we go. What an 8.15 meeting is, is it involves basically everyone who does all the day-to-day operations. So it's me, it's our maintenance inspector, it's our other property manager assistant, it's Audra, who you guys heard, it's Jim. Jim runs these 815 meetings every morning, so he's in charge of making sure that we're all on track. And even since our staff has been so low lately, Stephanie, who's our accountant, has also been joining us for every single 8 a.m. slash 815 meetings. So if you are a small business owner, I highly recommend having some sort of meeting like this. This is a great way to start off the day. And our 8.15 meetings, well now 8 o'clock meetings, I'm going to mess that up for the rest of the podcast, so sorry about that. But they can last anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on what we need to do, what we have time for, what we need to talk about, our lunch schedule, um, etc. These morning meetings are also important because they set the tone for the day. When you choose to have a morning meeting, it needs to be intentional. There must be positive energy going through and everyone needs to be willing and comfortable to join the conversation. If this space is being used to ridicule, bring up disputes, complain, or bring up things that can be taken care of on a one-to-one basis, then the space immediately changes. What we bring into our morning meeting space really does define the rest of the day. Some ideas to keep it light are to start by asking everyone about their night or their weekend and to start light and to keep it light. Um, what we do a good job of here is we talk about, we first say, does anybody have anything to share? Um, usually talking about anything for the whole group that's really pressing that we need to talk about right away. And then we go one by one talking about things that we need to talk about for the day. And sometimes it does get monotonous, but really it is setting our day up for success. And this is something um, that Jim imp- implemented and has followed through with as long as I've been around. Um, As you get into what needs to be done for the day, allow everyone time to share what they need to do. Even if no one has anything to share, it's really important that that space is created that they can share what they need to. If there is a disagreement or something that was missed from the day before, 
this A15 meeting is a great time to bring it up because you guys are all together in a small space, but it needs to be done clearly and it needs to be settled in a calm demeanor rather than making that the the focal point of the meeting. What this means and what I've learned through my schooling um, going into education is that how you bring up a critique or how you bring up a new idea, it, it's all in how you bring it up. So you can sit there and you can talk about something that was missed. Like maybe there was a lease renewal. We'll use that for example. That didn't go out um, yesterday. And now you guys are in the A15 meeting and <clears throat> it's on a report that says this lease renewal was missed. That could be the entirety of the meeting. You could say you did this wrong you need to fix it. Why did we miss this? And that could be the tone of the meeting. That would set your day up for failure. Everyone would be in a low low moods. There would be no energy. You would feel like you were hurt and you were singled out. But instead, you could use that 815 meeting to say, we all missed this. How can we improve our process so that next time we don't miss something like this? Or is there something I can help with so that we don't miss something like this? Or I noticed when I was reading through the report that this specific property, their lease renewal didn't go out. Can someone explain why to me? Did I miss something? Was there something else that should have been on the report? Changing the tone literally changes everything. But that also takes time. I promise we're not perfect at it. We're still working on it. And our 815 meetings sometimes aren't always you know, rainbows and butterflies, but it really is all about your intentionality and the tone you sent when you come in. The A15 meetings are for everyone to know what their responsibilities are and what they need to do every day in order for their work to, to be organized, to be intentional, and for there to be perseverance. We also have the A15 meetings to build a sense of morale um, and so that we feel comfortable with each other. And as a small business, as a lot of you know who are listening, a small business, we really are just us, just our little team. So if we don't have these meetings in the morning, something big can be missed super easily because we might not talk for half of the day while we're all working on our individual projects because we're so busy right now as a smaller unit. So if we don't have these morning meetings where we all can talk about something together, a project together, or what everyone's working on, then we go through half a day and realize that we were, we've been working on the same thing for the whole day instead of working together and finishing it faster and making it smoother. And like I said, we're not perfect at this and we will never be perfect at this. And to be candid, right now our company is in the middle of a large transition. Um, so we're always on the move towards stronger organization and process type and format as you've heard me share before. And through this podcast, I would love to share the trials and the triumphs of that as soon as we begin to roll it out, because I think it can be beneficial to all of you. And I really do believe that after our goal meeting, we just had another goal meeting because this is the first week. No, this is the second week of March, but we just had our, no, we did have it last week. Sorry. We had our goal meeting last week, um, which is a staff meeting that we've been doing for this new year. Um, where we have set up goals. So I'll go over all that in another podcast too because I think that would also be beneficial. But if we can share our trials with an 815 meeting and the things that we struggle on, I think it can help us by talking through the process, but it can also help you um, to establish your own small business to see what works for you, to see what doesn't work for you. 
Okay, well, that was literally, I told you it was going to be a long spiel. That was a whole long spiel about our 815 meetings. Um, and after those meetings, every day looks the same and every day looks completely different. So I'm going to go into the, the rest of our day. I'll try to make it to all of our daily tasks. I'll try to get everyone involved. And I'll tell you what works and what doesn't work for making the 8 to 5 day just fly away. Daily task number one, print new brochures. Our brochures are what we use to post outside as little packets right outside the business and I keep one up front for any phone calls. And they have all of our active rental listings on there. So right now we have, I want to say four, and it has a little picture. It shows you how much the rent is going to be. It has a description. It tells you where to go to schedule a showing, where to go to look at pictures, our website, all that fun jazz. Um, so every day it is necessary to print new brochures, to print a new version of the packet because we spend the time to update our website, post a new property, take down a new property that's already been rented. And we do this pretty much every day. And if not every day, then every other day we're posting a new property or republishing a property or taking down a property. And that's partly because of how the rental market is right now. Um, it's going very quickly. I get so many phone calls a day about a property that was just posted yesterday that's already taken down today because that's just what's needed and that's where we're at right now that everyone's kind of looking for something and once they find it they just go ahead and grab it which is great um right now if you know what you want and you can find it right away it's also hard for those people who haven't quite found what they're looking for yet and the moment they do is just kind of snatched because of how fast the market's going so that's on printing new brochures then um we call owners with updates and this is another task that we do and just picture this Picture your house. Look around your house if you own it or sit down at someone else's house and notice how much work goes into just owning a home. Just stop and admire that for a second because we have to understand how much work goes into owning a home. Calling owners and updating them on everything is one of the things that a property manager does and it's probably one of our main jobs and it's very important. As an owner... When you trust us to manage your property, you are trusting us to take care of it. This means when something is not right, we will do everything in our power to fix it. This can be anything from late rent, to serving an eviction, to pursuing collections, or something easy such as an approval for a maintenance repair, or something financially draining such as finding out that there is mold in an 18-unit apartment building that now needs major repair and refurbishing. True story. Needless to say, owner communications are not always fun, but they are always necessary. If you came into the office right now, I could guarantee that sometime that hour, one of the property managers would be emailing or calling an owner with an update. Now, mostly we leave this work to our property managers because it is so specific and you want to make sure that we're doing the right job. But I definitely help in and chime in when I can just to take some of that load off and call an owner. Um, but again, a lot of the times it's just simple things like, hey, the oven's not working. Um, we're going to send someone out. Or sometimes it is really big, like a huge mold issue. So it really does depend on what's going on. And we try our best to stay on top of those. I'll talk about the work order process too this episode. And we stay, we try to stay on top of those. But sometimes we don't always make every single one. And this literally just happened. I want to say today's Tuesday. 
okay, then it definitely happened last week. We got a call and someone was upset because there was a maintenance issue that we did not know about. And we were asked why we didn't fix it from this property owner. And we said because we had no idea about it. There was nothing to our knowledge. And sometimes, even with inspections, even with manning the phones, even with everyone constantly checking their email, it's not that we miss something. It's that a tenant won't report something to us. Sometimes, some tenants can go days or months with these little fixes that we just never know about. They never get reported. And those are things, too, to refine the system, and that's just part of the joys of property management. But it just it's funny when we go to contact an owner, and there's always a little surprise for that. So calling owners is, again, something we do daily, but it's never the same. That's kind of similar with calling vendors as well. That's one of the next things that I do every day. And our vendors are one of our greatest assets that we have. And I'm serious, the vendors that you choose for your small business, even if you're not property management, but you just need a vendor to come repaint or to install a cash register or whatever it may be, the vendors that you choose are going to be your greatest asset. So choose them wisely and make real connections with them. Vendors are our backbone. They're the ones we call with emergencies. They're our greatest heroes who have ever lived. From air conditioning to pest control to everything and anything in between. And they are very good about what they do. And what they do best is helping people. We are forever grateful for our wonderful vendors who work with our company. We do our best to schedule with them quickly. And in turn, they do their best to invoice us back as soon as possible. This entire process happens every day and is what we call our work order process. I've touched on it a little bit before, but the goal is to have all maintenance requests completed within 12 to 14 days of the work order being put into the system. Besides an emergency, of course, that's a whole different NRS law. And I know that I can say that we all work diligently to meet that goal every single week. I would also be curious to know how other property management companies handle their work orders or other companies in general. So if you have a story to share or you want to share your process, um, we would love to grow and learn, and I would love to hear about how you manage that. So you're welcome to go ahead and leave a comment or call our office, and I'd be happy, happy just to chat with you about your work order process and things in general. Onward with our day is to tenant communications. I don't know if you see a theme here, but communications is one of the things that we do the most in this office, and I can guarantee that every small business out there can attest to that, that communication is probably the largest part of your day. Tenant communications are the thing that we do the most. Tenant communication happens every single moment we are in the office. Our tenants are our responsibility and it's our job to work with them as best as we can. Not all tenants are nice. Not all tenants pay on time. Not all tenants like us. But regardless of the situation, we come to work each day ready to make their house into a home for as long as they are renting from us and beyond. If we are not checking in on rent, we are making work orders, completing maintenance fixes, replying to their emails or concerns, taking their 30-day notices and walking them through the 30-day notice process, educating them on their lease, educating ourselves on new things we had no, no idea about. We are the ones who study the NRS, study the law, know the difference between a pet and an emotional support animal, 
know the Leafs backwards and forwards so that, they, so that we can best address any and all of their comments or concerns. The best days are the ones where our tenants become owners themselves and choose our company to buy through. There's not a greater feeling than someone telling you that you've made their lives less stressful by being there for them in their homes. A home is a safe place. A home is more than four walls, and we understand that. Even through the difficult times and even through COVID, someone's home is one of the most important things in their lives. And each and every day, we do our best to make their rental feel like home. If we're not talking to tenants just one-on-one, we're also handling disputes. Handling a dispute is most likely the hardest and the most entertaining part of our day. What a dispute can mean is a tenant not wanting to pay a check fee or not being able to pay rent on time, to something bigger, such as a vendor not completing the correct work due to a miscommunication, or a move-out charge conversation. My job here is to be everywhere and to help out everyone who needs me. Sometimes this is sitting in accounting and putting in people's information to collections. Other times, this is sending out a move-out letter checklist for a property manager or stamping mail that comes in. Whatever I may be doing, I work with every single person in our office. I am in the middle of almost everything we are doing, and I have seen a lot of different things. Over my time working here, I have learned that one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, that a dispute happens is because of a lack of communication or a miscommunication. Communication can be its own episode because the way we communicate can make or break a small business. And as you've already heard through this podcast, communication has been already over half of it. And as corny as it sounds that communication can make or break a small business, it is so true. Here at Realty Corner Evolve Nevada, we work on improving our internal communication every single day. And trust me, it is not easy. There are some days where we get angry and upset with each other because there was a miscommunication. There are times when some things could have been easier if a certain person was cc'd on an email. These are all things that we work on and we strive to do better each and every day. We all become accustomed to saying things one way or putting it in the notes section a different way than someone else. When something is wrong, when someone is confused, when someone is angry, when something is not working... It is almost always a lack of communication in some context. I encourage all small business owners and all professionals listening to take a step back and analyze the communications that are happening. Just like in the 815 meetings, this is not something that will happen overnight. Trust me, you can't just walk into work one morning and wave your magic wand and expect everyone to be on the same page. I wish I could, but the truth is they will not be. Instead, you must commit time to taking time to learning how each member of the team communicates and then putting strong communication skills into practice. This starts with a want to grow and a commitment to doing better. It really does start with everyone being on the same page, on that same growth mindset, because if everyone in the office is in a different mindset, if everyone's working on different parts of different goals, then there won't be that internal smooth communication and communication will be something that'll never be truly established but it takes time to learn each other's communication styles and to work on a company communication style a lot of times I feel like I have a bit of an upper hand just because I'm in college right now and at the university we talk about communication and interpersonal connections all day in every single one of my classes and especially learning to be a teacher you learn what people need 
and how to communicate those needs to them. That's what teaching is. And we need to take that really into all of our business ideas, into any type of small business, and even here, because each day is an opportunity for better communication and for better growth. Now, like I said at the way beginning about the 815 meetings, how the 815 meetings set the tone for the day, that's exactly what communication can do, and it can continue that tone throughout the entire day. So if one thing is said one way, this is especially true in emails or text conversations. So picture this, you're on your phone, and you're texting someone, and you say, okay. You just say, okay. Someone might say, okay, well, that okay means that they're mad at me. Why would they just say, okay? Why is there no punctuation? But other people might take that as, all right, we're good to go. They said, okay. And that simple idea of those text conversations happen in real life, and they happen to us every day. These are the moments where one person can say something a little snippy or one person says something that they're working on, and it just gets twisted around, and the communication's not there. So it really is a work that needs to be done um, every day and worked on all together. As long as you guys are on the same page and wanting to achieve that same communication goal, then I have no doubt that you guys can get there just like we're trying to do. One of my absolute favorite things to do during the day when we're not talking about communication or talking to each other is to boost employee morale. What's the best way to do that, you ask? Let me tell you, the best way to do that is through coffee. We are lucky enough to have a Starbucks just a few steps away from our building, and yes, I take advantage of that, but I also facilitate coffee runs, and this might not be daily, but if you ever want to boost morale or if you ever want to, you know, provide a little incentive, just do a coffee run. It's so great. I literally can get everyone's order, get the company card, and walk down to Starbucks and put it on our boosting employee morale and it is always a great place to start and if anyone's listening i will take a venti white chocolate mocha frappuccino with extra caramel thank you (laughs) now on to some more real things that we do every day Phone calls really are the biggest part of a day, the time I spend the most on every day, just filtering through phone calls and answering questions. One of the best things for your business is learning how to answer questions. This goes along with communication, but it's really, really prudent to how we answer the phone. If you have someone answering your phone who does not know how to answer questions, Phone calls can take a lot longer. They can be transferred to people who don't have time or don't need them. Or they can just make your business look a little less ready to be used and to be part of than if someone knew how to answer questions when they're on the phone. Answering questions is something that I'm learning to do every day. Isn't that another thing that we're just constantly learning here? But answering questions is so important. Everyone asks me, is this property still available? That's probably the easiest question. It's a yes or no question. Then you get to the harder questions. And when filtering out which questions to answer and how to answer each question, you also need to know your role. For example, I am not a licensed property manager and I'm not a licensed real estate agent. So some of the questions I answer can only be questions that I can reach the level that I can reach. For example, I can't answer direct questions about rent, but I can direct them to the website that lists the rent straight out. And it says it right there so we can both see it. 
Or, for example, I can't take specific questions about property because I don't work on that specific property. I just have more general knowledge, but I can direct them to their property manager. It's all about how you answer the phone and how you answer those questions that really play a role. It can also make a conversation a lot shorter, a lot quicker, and a lot easier than it needs to be. I've been on the phone with people who have been interested in properties for 10 plus minutes just asking question after question after question that if they just listened to the answers, they could have directed themselves to the website and found all of those answers themselves. But instead, it's my job, one of my jobs, to be able to be there to answer those questions as need be. So answering the phones is a huge job. And if you've ever called us or if you want to call us, you'll hear my thank you for calling voice. Um, I'm sure we all have it. Work in a small business and work on answering phones. Super fun. Um, But if we're not answering emails, doing communications, or talking on the phone, we do check on our bank account, post payments, and charge as and when when need to. This one was brought in by the fabulous Stephanie, who you all got to meet during our staff intros, and I've probably already talked about like five times today. Um, But Stephanie does this every day. And this is a mighty daily task that without it, we would not be up and running. Not only does this keep us in budget, but this is also how we actively manage rent, late rent, rents coming in, owner holds, owner draws, deposits, how we pay our rent to our landlord, and so much more. There's not a day that goes by that we do not pay or charge something in some form. So thank you, Stephanie, for that because she is an incredible backbone to keeping our business side running as well as our tenant-owner-property-management side going. Now, the background to all of this and everything that we do on a daily basis is our processes. Jim talked about this in his staff introduction, but processes are the way we operate. They are how and who gets what done and when. Without processes, I would not be able to talk about this episode. Daily, some of the processes we go through are showings, lead follow-up, invoicing, posting a property, lease renewals, 30-day notices, billing, and so much more. Without every member of our team and without each process, the daily tasks we have each day would be chaotic. That would make for every day a lot, a lot less simple and easy for me to make into one podcast episode than it is now. Even though each day is different from the last, there are still things that we do every single day that keep us up and running because we've worked on working it together. Lastly, at the end of the day, when we are tired and it's time to go home, we put our phones on night mode. This literally sometimes is my favorite part of the day when I can grab my bag and press that one little button that quiets the phones. This is also one of the most important littlest tasks. When we press night mode, any phone call that comes in goes to a special recording that directs people to our voicemail or to someone on call. Yes, you heard that right. We always have someone on on call, and that person is designated as an on-call to handle emergencies. We are dealing with people's homes and lives. If there is a a flood, no heat in the winter, or something life or structure-threatening, then we want to make sure that we are there to assess the issue and handle it accordingly. The funding that comes with having an emergency line are all the calls that we get for things that are not an emergency. So here are some things that are not an emergency. If you are going to have to pay your rent late, that is not an emergency. 
If your bathroom light is out, well, unfortunate, that is not an emergency. If you have locked yourself out of your unit, well, again, unfortunate, we can call a locksmith for you at your own cost, but it is not an emergency. Just some fun things to talk about about our end of the day because then we go home and we do it all again. Um, So thank you guys for spending a day with me talking about the basics to what goes on every day here at Realty Corner Evolve Nevada. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about renting, buying, selling, owning, or anything to do with our company, please visit EvolveNV.com. Again, that is E-V-O-L-V-E nv.com or give us a quick call at 775-685-7771. We look forward to talking with you soon.